Well, when it comes to the crazy world of college football, no one better to make sense of it all and just be totally honest uh, than Tim Brando, Fox Sports. You know him well. I'm Pete Mundo on the show, heartlandcollegesports.com. Whether you're joining us on radio as one of our affiliates or, of course, if you're on the podcast, leave that rating and review and send me a screenshot of the rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We've got free Heartland College Sports koozies for you as well. Tim, it's always great to have you on the show. Uh, So, of course, we saw another major domino fall in the conference realignment a couple of weeks ago. USC, UCLA going to the Big Ten one year after Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12 for the SEC. How surprised were you we saw another major, major domino fall in this conference realignment game? Pete, I'd be lying to you if I said I was not surprised at the timing, but am I surprised that it happened? Absolutely not. No, uh, I think that uh, for anyone that's followed me uh, for all the many decades and many stops at networks that I've made through the years, you know that I have been a strong proponent of unifying and, and, and hopefully bringing some universal leadership uh, to college football. And step one, I think, is, is getting away from the NCAA and this is the best way to go about it. Uh, college football division one has outgrown the NCAA and, and uh, they kicked the can down the curb for 15 years on the NIL case. And we're ill equipped to handle it. And I think at this point, commissioners got set up. And in addition to that, um, they need revenue. They need it more than ever. Uh, the hemorrhaging of cash post COVID was such that uh, they knew that they were leaving a lot of money on the television table and had been for quite some time. And with the uh, television rights contracts coming up and the Big Ten deal is the one that's uh, currently moving this uh, because it's still being negotiated. It's it's not completed yet, but it's certainly uh, well underway. Probably more than half of it, 60% of it is done. Uh, this is what's moving the needle. And... Uh, these schools know that they they have to first and foremost take care of the long-term financial stability of their of their college football programs for the sake of the rest of their athletic department because that's how you fund it and so that's why the USC UCLA uh, move happened it, and it will have it it does have in my opinion a greater uh, influence on more dominoes falling than even the Texas OU deal of a year ago at this time. So to answer your question, yes, uh, surprised at the timing. No, not surprised at the move or subsequent moves that are a little bit further down the road, which I anticipate could happen anytime between now and the new television rights deals that are going to be negotiated, including the ongoing situation with uh, the Big Ten. So let's dive into this, Tim, from a Big 12 perspective. How do you think the Big 12 is, is, is situated right now in this conference realignment hierarchy? We know the SEC and the Big 10 appear to be in their own class. Considering where the Big 12 was, mm-hmm. where it is today, we know that they have interest in trying to maybe poach some of the Pac-12 schools that are left. How do you think this league is positioned right now? Better than any of the others, Uh be perfectly frank and Mm -hmm. i think that the the league should take a look at uh, the work of bob bowlsby who was roundly vilified in the aftermath of the oklahoma texas exit uh 
and say, you know what, this guy really did do a hell of a job uh, because they were pronounced dead on arrival by just about everybody mm-hmm. after the uh, Oklahoma-Texas exit took place. You remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, hey, the, the AAC is now going to get uh, Big 12 schools. In fact, Bowlesby sent – it was unprecedented what he did uh, to send ESPN's management in public a cease and desist order that was <laughs> in great. a memorandum that everyone was able to see. That has never happened in the history of of, of college football on television. Has a uh, a major conference commissioner uh, gone after uh, one of its network partners? And 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 it and it seemed and he took a lot of heat for that. I mean, a lot of mainstream media came after him on that. But in the end, I think that uh, his presidents and athletic directors were emboldened by that and, uh, and stood firm. And then to go and procure the three schools that he did from the American Conference, all of whom bring, I think, value. I mean, not Oklahoma, Texas value, but value. And then Brigham Young University, which has an international, uh, loyal international following, uh, put them in a position to to still be relatively strong, certainly relevant, no doubt. And um, and now with what's happened to the Pac-12 and the situation that Klyevkov finds himself in and the aftermath of voting against expansion of the playoff back uh, uh, at the first of the year, he and both uh, uh, Phillips, Jim Phillips of the ACC voted against expanding the playoffs. That puts him in a far more vulnerable position with his athletic directors and presidents uh, in the Pac-12. So I, I think that um, that that really uh, your mark comes in the new commissioner, uh, really with a with a pretty good situation in front of him. Uh, make sure that you uh, you know address those that are already in your league, but at the same time expand your horizons, which is what this guy's all about. He also has strong relationships with people in television from his time both in the NBA and at NASCAR. And, and of course, he's been on the entertainment side, too. So uh, th- this this notion that um, it's the big two and everybody else is going to be picking up crumbs, that's a joke. It's the big two financially, yes, because the SEC and the Big Ten are more powerful uh, for championship success for the Southeastern Conference and for the size of markets and revenues generated and history and tradition of their universities and alumni bases, yeah, the Big Ten is going to make more money than anybody. But uh, all the other conferences that are made up of, of schools that are p- participating at the Division One level, I think are still going to be intact to some degree. What, what that means in terms of who's left or what direction some schools decide to do is still up for debate. But if you're asking me to, um, uh, to put a, a, a one, two, three order on this, I would say that's Big 12 number one in terms of its position. Uh, and, and Big 12, the Pac-12 probably two, uh, because they have a chance to hold on and the geography might favor them uh, in terms of trying to hold it together. Uh, the ACC, in my in my view, is the most vulnerable. They're hanging on by a thread of the grant of rights, which is is there till 2036. But their schools aren't making a lot uh, financially, and and they've got to be thinking, okay, what do we do? Do we challenge it in court? 
do we go ahead and make our move knowing that we're going to swallow a big uh, amount of money in terms of buyout, but after one year in either the Big Ten or the SEC, we can pay it off? I don't know. But I think the ACC is the most vulnerable of the three. Now, nobody, I have not heard anybody say that, Tim Brando joining us on the show, that the ACC is the most vulnerable. Now, everyone talks about that grant-to-rights deal and how it's apparently, you know, as solid as it can get, but I've heard other folks look into it and say, eh, you know, if someone wants to get out of that thing, they can. So you don't think the grant-to-rights combined <laughs> combined with Notre Dame is enough to put the ACC in a solid position right now? Well, no, Notre Dame is is not going to bail out the ACC. I mean, that's just not going to happen. If it were going to happen, it would have happened immediately. It would have happened now. I mean, Jack Swarbrick, uh, the athletic director, could have moved on that, especially given what uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference did for Notre Dame uh, in the COVID season. They enabled him to have a, a, a schedule. You know, not, mm-hmm. Notre Dame wouldn't have had anybody to play if not for the ACC. Uh so there's clearly no loyalty to them uh, from a football standpoint where, where Notre Dame is concerned. Uh, Notre Dame is looking at a situation where if NBC re-ups their contract to a, a certain number, then maybe they can remain independent if they so choose. But if they walk away from the Big Ten, regardless of what they do with, it, with NBC and their home games, they're still saying goodbye to $100 million annually. And most of those teams that we're talking about Notre Dame playing are already on their schedule. So Hmm. why wouldn't you want your cake and eat it too? But again, that's a choice that Jack Swarbrick can make. Um, How did Maryland get into the Big Ten and leave the ACC? They bought themselves out of it. You know, people conveniently forget that Maryland, a charter member of the Atlantic Coast Conference, went to the Big Ten. And they did so by paying off their grant of rights. Uh, and yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a mountain of money. It's, um, you know, you do the math and it's upwards of what Texas and OU, uh, would have to pay to leave the big 12. And you see, they're not in any hurry to pay it, nor are they in any hurry to go to the SEC. So let it ride out. Their positioning right now is probably better in the big 12 for the remainder of their contract. I don't see them going there until 25 and commissioner Sankey, certainly at the SEC media days the other day indicated that that's when he expects them to come and, uh, that's their modus operandi uh, in Birmingham, Alabama right now. So, but yeah, you, you've okay. got a team of lawyers that can go to work with any team of lawyers and get any kind of contract changed. I mean, it's, it's, it's as simple as having a head coach that just got re-upped for four more years and then he gets an opportunity elsewhere and his agent gets him out of it. It's a lot bigger, obviously, a lot more at stake, no question, for the institutions. But, yeah, I, I think there's uh, – a real chance that there could be a mass exodus uh, from the ACC. Clemson's got to be thinking, what in the world are we doing here? We're not making a fourth of the money Vanderbilt makes. What (laughs) in the world are we doing in the ACC? Uh, And if Clemson were to bolt, then North Carolina, Miami, Florida State are, uh, uh, you know, it, it would take a hiccup before they're gone too. So Jim Phillips, who, by the way, is a really good guy, uh, inherited a difficult situation. That contract was done before he got there, freshly done. And amazingly, it, uh, John Swafford, who preceded him, another good man who wanted to do the right thing for his institutions, he had presidents on his case about getting a conference network 
to, to keep up with the Joneses in the SEC. ESPN didn't want to do that. Uh, cable cord cutting's going on. The mm-hmm. future is in digital television, not in cable television. But uh, ESPN shrugged and said, okay, we'll give you that. But guess what? We want a long-term deal in return. And the ACC agreed to that. Why they did that, I have no idea. But they did. And now Jim Phillips has inherited this situation after coming in as the, the commissioner from Northwestern as, as its longtime AD. And it's, it's going to be very, very hard for him to, to get all of these schools to toe the line unless they can find a way uh, to, to bring in some, some other schools. The only way the ACC can get more revenue from its current rights holder is by having uh, some schools of value come in and right now besides Notre Dame who is there and I and I just don't see uh, Notre Dame doing that uh, to, to salvage the Atlantic Coast Conference if anything uh, Notre Dame if, if they're going to a league uh, I can't imagine that it would not be the Big Ten yeah that's a good point Tim Brando's on the show so Tim, you know, the Big 12, you mentioned Brett Yormark, new commissioner. He talked at Media Days last week about making the league maybe a little hipper, cooler, whatever it might be. And uh, Dennis Dodd over at CBS <laughs> kind of took a shot at the Big 12 saying Iowa State Cincinnati is not hip or cool. I mean, Tim, you call games all the time in the Big 12 on Fox Sports. It feels like a very under, it's not the SEC maybe, it's not the Big 10, but it's a hell of a product. What do you think the Big 12 needs to do, if anything, as it moves forward in this new wild west of college football. I've known Dennis a long time. He's a hell of a reporter, but uh, he, he, he hasn't visited the schools that I've I talked to Brett McMurphy about going into the big 12. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he went to Oklahoma state and I think he understands it a little bit more so than, than Dennis Dodd. Uh, there, there is no conference that's got greater passion for the big 12 in my view uh, than the SEC. I mean, that's how, the Big 12 is, in my view, it's the SEC light. The only difference is the universities themselves don't have the brand or cachet or alumni base, and their stadiums aren't as large, but they're filled, for the most part, always filled, with the exception of Kansas, which has been a problem for a long, long time. But but uh, they're filled and they're passionate. And, uh, you know, I, I love going into Lubbock, Texas and to uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and Waco. And, uh, and, I, and I've enjoyed, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, going into Big 12 uh, school settings. And I think even with Oklahoma and Texas gone, you'll still see that, that level of enthusiasm. Think about the programs that were always in the shadow of OU and Texas and now know that they are moving up from maybe the second tier to the first tier, and at the top of that list is Oklahoma State. And right behind them, in my view, uh, in terms of that kind of tier, is Baylor for what it did a year ago and what it's got coming back. TCU is one of the most well-funded private institutions you could possibly go into, and their crowds are always passionate, too. They're small but and intimate, but they are rabid. And it's a wonderful place uh, to do a football game. So uh, I'm always excited when I get a, uh, an assignment uh, in the Big 12. Uh, and also, <laughs> I'll also tell you, because I live in the northwest corner of Louisiana, uh, I can drive to a lot of them. I don't <laughs> mind an eight-hour drive or a six-hour drive, which might be what it takes to get to Oklahoma 
uh, or to Stillwater, to Norman or, or to Stillwater. Or it's a three-and-a-half-hour drive for me to get to Fort Worth uh, and a four-hour drive for me to get to Waco. So uh, if I get to uh, <laughs> an assignment that keeps me from going through TSA at an airport, <laughs> I'm genuinely in a good mood. <laughs> uh, I even good. drove to Manhattan, Kansas last year. I did. I drove to Manhattan, Kansas, and uh, was happy I did. I, I enjoyed it. It was an 11-hour ride, but I think it. Uh, two years ago, I went there and, and during the COVID season, and uh, you know, I think I I I, I, I kept the, the COVID out of my life until the final week of the year. I finally got it at the Mountain West Championship in Vegas, but uh, I, I think I drove to maybe six of my 14 assignments because of the Big 12. How about that? Uh, in the last couple of years. So no one hates yeah. TSA like Tim Brando. We've learned that today as well. That's an important <laughs> note. Oh, that's too well, much. They do a fine job, but let's just say, even even with TSA PreCheck, okay? Yes. I, I, I will dodge it at all costs if if the opportunity is given me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So last thing, Tim. I mean, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but if we look down the road here. There's talk about the Big 12 trying to scoop up a couple of these Pac-12 teams. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado coming back, Utah. Uh, forget predicting what happens. Do you think it's good for the Big 12 to look west and expand west and add to the to the BYU uh, contingent since they do now span all the way out to the Rockies and, and further on from there? Yeah, I, I think uh, th- their chances are very, very good that you're going to see the Pac-12, uh, its new iteration, bring in schools uh, from the Mountain West, uh, a, a program like San Diego State, which is really solvent, uh, a program like Fresno State, I think potentially has an opportunity uh, to move up. And I also think the geography here really favors uh, the Big 12. And I'll be very interested in seeing if they come to Colorado, because I know Colorado left, and their exit was not a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I think Colorado knows now that it just makes all the sense in the world for them to be uh, in, in an expanded version of the Big 12. And if Utah were to follow, to go along with the two Arizona schools, absolutely, that grows. And this is the other thing to think about, okay? Uh, the Big 12's deal uh, is, is where it is, and the Pac-12's deal is where it is. And I thought it was really interesting that at the time uh, uh, Pac-12 mentioned that they were beginning negotiations on their television rights, the Big 12 had also already been on the phone with six of their members and had mentioned that. They had, as was reported, I believe, by Pete Stammel uh, the other day, they have already had meetings about a potential merger that I gather did not go well. Mm -hmm. So it's now we're going to take care of our own blueprint the best way we know how so i anticipate that you're going to see the big 12 begin to reach out uh, after they have had their meetings talked with their presidents and whatnot Uh, i see uh, brett yarmark as a mover and a shaker and someone that's going to be ahead of the game on this Uh, it still may take a while Steve. it may Mm -hmm. because uh, we have time okay there's plenty of time here none of this needs to be done until the television rights have to be completed. And uh, in both cases, we're talking about a couple of years. Notre Dame will start all of this with the decision they make in terms of how the pieces fall. 
But I think that they are poised and ready, they being the Big 12 office and the school presidents at these universities. They may even already know, but they're not ready to announce it yet. Mm-hmm. Anybody tells you that they don't have uh, plans A, B, and C already on the docket, they're, they're lying to you. They, they've got it ready. All right. They just don't want to announce it yet because it's not in their best interest financially now until the contract negotiations really begin to heat up from a television standpoint. You've got, in, in addition to the networks, you've got uh, Amazon and Apple on the digital side saying that they're very interested and the decisions are going to have to be made as to whether you want uh, the, the money that those, those, those digital companies could bring, or do you want to do your best to keep linear national television as your main carrier? And I think that these are decisions that both the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are going to have to make. Uh, I foresee the Big 10 will have that. The potential is there. It's been published, it's been published recently uh, that Amazon is very, very interested uh, in a portion of the Big 10 deal. Well, if that's going to happen, then you know that digital broadcast rights could be in play for both the Big 12 and the Pac-12. It is a fascinating time, as it always is in the world of college football. No one better than Tim Brando, Fox Sports, of course, on the show. Tim, thank you so much for being here on KCMO. We appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you soon. Always great to be with you. Thank you. Thanks so much to uh, Tim Brando. Great stuff out of him. Hey, before you go... Um, hit that subscribe button if you haven't. I know some of you that listen to this show uh, have not yet done it. And if you take five seconds out, hit subscribe. Take another 30 seconds out. Leave a rating and a review. We'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. It helps us keep growing the show. It's because of you guys that we can do this and that we're able to do this and that we're able to add shows as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We so appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.